All right, our brothers and sisters, praises be to our loving Abba that we are again gathered to study his book, The Words of Our Loving Father. Now, we're currently going through the book of Deuteronomy. Today, we're going to study Deuteronomy chapter 16. Wow, we are almost finished with the book of Deuteronomy. About halfway there, I should say, because Deuteronomy is composed of how many chapters? I think 34 chapters. So uh, we'll study this uh, Deuteronomy 16 today. We're almost halfway done. But Deuteronomy 16 is fairly short. It basically highlights three major feasts. In our past studies, we know that Yahuwah God gave seven feasts. But in Deuteronomy 16, Yahuwah highlights three feasts out of the seven and we can learn a few things here and there about how we are to worship loving Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach in our pilgrimage towards the promised land. So let's begin in the book of Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. What are the three major feasts outlined here in Deuteronomy 16? Let's jump first to 16 to 17. Three times a year, all your men must appear before Yahuwah your God at the place he will choose, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, number one, the Feast of Weeks, number two, and the Feast of Tabernacles, number three. No man should appear before Yahuwah empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way Yahuwah, your God, has blessed you. So according to the Holy Scriptures, what are the three festivals or feasts that Yahuwah God highlighted? Number one, the Feast of unleavened bread. Number two, the Feast of Weeks. And number three, the Feast of Tabernacles. In actuality, these three feasts actually include the other four. Because when you think about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it's actually three feasts in one because we're all interconnected. And when you think of the Feast of Tabernacles, it's also basically three feasts in one because they also are interconnected and are, occur on the same month. And so in reality, this includes all of the feasts. However, what Yahuwah God wants for the males, the men to do throughout the year is to make a pilgrimage to the place that Yahuwah God will designate. And so this anticipates the time when they will build a temple, a more permanent place of worship. They are to pilgrimage there, to go there three times a year. So the capable men are required to make that journey to the temple, to the, to, uh, the land of Jerusalem, whenever they are to celebrate these feasts. So let's begin with Passover. Then we will go to the Feast of Weeks and then jump to the Feast of Tabernacles. Let's begin with Passover. When is this celebrated? Deuteronomy 16 in the verses 1. In honor of Yahuwah your God, celebrate the Passover each year in the early spring, in the month of Abib. For that was the month in which Yahuwah your God brought you out of Egypt by night. So we studied all about Passover before and the other feasts. So we're going to go through this um, plainly and simply and quickly. So the Passover was celebrated during the early spring, during the month of Abib in our Gregorian calendar that corresponds to around March or April during the spring months. And we know 
for our Passover celebration. This occurred uh, on March 27, 2021. However, the Passover celebration actually encompassed three feasts. The Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. They all occur on the same month, the month of Abib, beginning with Passover, continues with the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, well, that's about a seven-day uh, celebration. It begins with Passover. The next day continues with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And within the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, the Feast of First Fruits kind of falls into place. To give you an idea, for example, Passover is celebrated on the month of Abib, the 14th of the month. That's Passover. And so what happens on the 15th day of the same month? In Leviticus 23, 6 to 8, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is celebrated. And this is to take place for seven days. They are not to eat any kind of bread. So this is on the 15th. So if we look at our calendar for 2021, if Passover was on the 27th, then 28th, the following day, was the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Take note, this is seven days. So it actually goes all the way uh, to April the 3rd. Now, the Feast of First Fruits, when does this happen? In Leviticus 23, 9 to 12, and Yahuwah spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land, which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before Yahuwah to be accepted on your behalf on the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the sheaf, a male lamb of the first year without blemish as a burnt offering to Yahuwah. And so the celebration of the Feast of First Fruits, this takes place on the day after the Sabbath. Now, depending on which tradition of Jewish people you are speaking with, sometimes they regard this day to be the day of the 17th of Abib. However, there are those who rely only on scriptures, the Pentateuch, rather than the Pentateuch plus oral tradition, who will insist this takes place on the day after the Sabbath. And so we believe that it took place on the day after the Sabbath. And so when we look for this year, the Feast of First Fruits actually falls on the same day as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And so there are occasions when things like this are going to occur. So this is the Passover celebration, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, what were they required to do on this feast day? Let's read Deuteronomy 16, 5 to 6. You may not sacrifice the Passover in just any of the towns that Jehovah God is giving you. You must offer it only at the designated place of worship, the place Yahuwah your God chooses for his name to be honored. Sacrifice it there in the evening as the sun goes down on the anniversary of your exodus from Egypt. What is required from the people when they celebrate the Passover? Bible says you are not to sacrifice the Passover in just any of the towns. Where was it to take place? In the one 
designated place of worship. We spoke about the one designated place of worship in our previous Bible history project, right? What did that refer to? Well, Deuteronomy 16 was the lecture, the sermon that Moses gave to the people of Israel as they were about to enter the promised land. So it anticipated the building of the temple. So the tabernacle would eventually become the temple, and the temple will bear the name of Yahuwah, 2 Chronicles 7, 15, 16. My eyes will be open, and my, art, my ears will pay attention to those prayers at this place. I have chosen and declared this temple holy, so that my name may be placed there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And so during the days of the people of God, when they were in the promised land, whenever they celebrated Passover, they would have to go there. This is why it's called the pilgrimage to Jerusalem, because the temple would eventually be built in Jerusalem. They were to have it there, not in just any town they choose or please. They did not have the freedom to do that. However, during our days, during the Christian era, what corresponds to the temple that is mentioned here that bears the name of Yehovah God? Let's read uh, uh, Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So what corresponds to the physical temple in Jerusalem? It is the temple that is spiritual, the temple that is composed of people who belong to the body of Yahushua. We also bear the name of Yahuwah and his son Yahushua because the name of the father is in the name of his son. And so when we are to gather or to celebrate Passover, we have to do it as a congregation. We don't get to do it any, at any time we want. It's not correct. It betrays the spirit of this teaching in the book of Deuteronomy. When we celebrate the Passover during the Christian era, according to the schedules of diff the different schedules of individual people. We don't get to decide that. We need to do it together to fulfill the purpose of Deuteronomy that we do it as a people, as a body. This is why when we celebrated Yahushua's Passover, we did it together, right? Although we are we be, we came from different individual homes, we did it in our own homes. Yet we were together because we celebrated it together, and we fulfill the teachings of Yahuwah, our God. During the Christian era, what is the spirit of this feast of Passover? Corinthians 5 verse 7, get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sanctified. This is why we no longer need to sacrifice a lamb. Yahushua became the Passover lamb. He was sacrificed. And when he was sacrificed, he established the way by which we are to celebrate Yahuwah's Passover. What is that? Matthew 26, 26 to 28, as they were eating the Passover meal, Yahusha took some bread and blessed it, and he broke it in pieces 
and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And so what did Yahushua do? to initiate or establish a new covenant or the Passover in commemoration of him. He established Yahushua's Passover, the eating and the eating of the bread and the drinking of the wine, which we celebrated last March uh, 27, 2021. Now, keep in mind, and please, when we study the book of the Old Testament, it is not for the purpose of fulfilling the letter of the law. And so when we observe the festivals of Yahuwah, we do so not according to the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. What's the purpose of the spirit of the law? It is the deeper purpose that Yahuwah intended that the festivals were to accomplish. Now, when we think about the festivals of Yahuwah God, it pointed to the reality of who? Yahusha. And so we need to see it through the lens of Yahusha. We understand and implement the deeper purpose and meaning of the laws and the festivals of the Old Testament through Yahusha, our king. And so when we celebrate, when we remember these three great festivals, it is also as a reminder of what we need to do so that we can honor the festival through Yahusha. For example, in Passover, yes, we partook of our share of the Passover. But what is that a reminder of for all of us? Corinthians eleven twenty six. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We are reminded to fulfill a new responsibility. That is to proclaim who? Yahusha. When it says to proclaim the Lord's death, we are to proclaim not only the death, but also the life, the death, the resurrection of Yahusha and his gospel. It is our duty to bring people to Yahusha. And so every time we partake of Yahusha's Passover, we are reminded to proclaim the death and meaning of Yahusha and his coming. So that's Passover. Now, what is the purpose of the next festival, the Feast of Weeks? What is it a reminder of that we must do through Yahusha the Christ? Well, let's learn all about the Feast of Weeks. Let's go to Deuteronomy 16, 9 to 10. Count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then celebrate the Feast of Weeks to, to Yahuwah, your God, by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings Yahuwah, your God, has given you. So when is the Feast of Weeks celebrated? Well, you are to count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. By the way, that's the reason why it's called Feast of Weeks. It's called Shavuot, Feast of Harvest, also called Feast of Weeks. Why is it called the Feast of Harvest? Because in part, the celebration of the Feast of Weeks is actually uh, to 
it, it goes alongside the, the, the harvest of wheat. You have to remember the celebration of these feasts follows the seasonal harvest in Israel. The first harvest was barley. That was during the early spring. And the first fruits of that harvest was given on the day after the Sabbath of the month of Abib. Okay. And so that's the first fruits. And then you have the second harvest, which is not barley this time, but wheat. And so the wheat harvest is what the Feast of Weeks corresponds to. And so it's called Weeks because it is celebrated seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Now, what does that mean? From the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Leviticus 23, 15, and 16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath. From the day you brought the sheath of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths. Seven weeks shall be completed. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall offer a new green offering to Yahuwah. And so the counting begins when they offer the first fruits during the Passover week. Okay. When do they offer the first fruits during the Passover week? The following day or the day after the Sabbath. In other words, it is seven weeks after the feast of first fruits. And so you count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then you offer an offering to Yahuwah. So when we look at our calendar, we begin our counting of 50 days from March 28th, and that should take you to the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, May uh, the 16th. And what did they do, the people of Israel, when they celebrated the Feast of Weeks? It was something mysterious that they did when they met together for a convocation. In the book of Leviticus 23, 17 to 18, you shall bring from your dwellings two wave loaves of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the first fruits to Yahuwah. And you shall offer with, uh, with bread seven lambs of the first year without blemish, one young bull and two rams. They shall be as a burnt offering to Yahuwah with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma to Yahuwah. And so what, what did the people of Israel do when they met together for the Feast of Weeks? Well, they would bake with leaven part of the wheat harvest and the priest would wave it. And two... Uh, they were to have two pieces of bread that were to be waved by the priests. And after they did that, 19 to 20, then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats as a sin offering and two male lambs of the first year as a sacrifice of a peace offering. The priest shall wave them with the, with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before Yahuwah with two lambs they shall be holy to Yahuwah for the priest. So there was a, a waving of the bread, which is composed of the first fruits, which is wheat, right? And they also offer two male lambs. I wonder what that was for. We'll find out a little later when we see how 
this pointed to the reality of Yahusha HaMashiach. Now, when they met for the feasts of weeks, just like when they meet for the Feast of the Unleavened Bread and the Feast of Tabernacles, what was the general atmosphere of their celebration? Let's read the book of 1611, Deuteronomy, and rejoice, rejoice before Yahuwah your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. You, your sons and daughters, your men servants and maidservants, the Levites in your towns and the aliens, the fatherless and the widows living among you. And so the celebrations, um, when they would meet together for these festivals, it was characterized by great joy. And they were to meet together in the one place where his name dwells. Again, what Yahuwah wants is for the people of Israel to be united, to be together in the spirit of joy, so that when they are reminded of their responsibilities, they do so out of love, out of joy, which is what Yahuwah God wants to see from his people. Now, we too are going to celebrate, in a way, the Feast of Weeks, because last March, we celebrated the uh, Passover, right? So this time, we're going to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. But take note, we are not under the law of Moses, so we're not following the letter of the law. What are we following again? The spirit of the law, the purpose of why this feast was given in the first place and its importance through Yahusha HaMashiach. This is why we shall hold a special service in the theme of Feast of Weeks that will be the subject of our convocation to honor Yahuwah and Yahusha. It will be Saturday, uh, May 15, 2021, 5 p.m. English and 7 p.m. Tagalog. Okay, so let us prepare for the Feast of Week celebration to honor Yahuwah and Yahusha. It will be the topic of our worship service. Well, when the early believers met together, how, what happened when they met together on the day of the Feast of Weeks? Let's read the book of Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, want to pause for a while. Here we are in the New Testament, right? We're no, we're no longer in the Old Testament, but the New Testament. And the Bible mentions that when the day of Pentecost came, what was that in reference of? What was Pentecost? What does Pente mean? 50. And so this was the 50 day. It was called Pentecost because it referred to the Feast of Weeks, which is seven times seven, seven weeks of seven plus the day inclusive. And so this is the 50th. And so it is the referring to the Feast of Weeks. It was referring to Shavuot or to what we call the Feast of Weeks. And so it was the day of Pentecost, the day of Feast of Weeks. What did the believers do? All the believers were gathered together in one place. Suddenly there was a noise from the sky, which sounded like a strong wind blowing. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which spread out and touched each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to 
speak. What happened on the day of Pentecost, on the day when the believers, the followers of Yahushua HaMashiach met together in one place to, to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. They were given a gift. What was that gift? It was the gift of the Holy Spirit. The first to receive the gift were who? The Jewish people. This is why when they met together in that place, the Spirit descended upon the Jewish believers. But the Spirit was that only for the Jews. In the book of Acts 15, 6 to 9. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So it wasn't just the Jews. It was also given to who? The Gentiles. And because of this, what did Apostle Paul conclude? Corinthians 12. Christ is like a single body, which has many parts. It is still one body, even though it is made up of different parts in the same way. All of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, have been baptized into the one body by the same spirit. And we have all been given the one spirit to drink. And so the Jews and the Gentiles in the body of Yahusha became one before Yahuwah, our God, through Yahusha. The Christ, they both received the gift of the Holy Spirit. This could have been the fulfillment of why on the day of the Feast of Weeks, the priest would wave the two loaves of bread. One to refer to the Jews, the other to the Gentiles, combined in one body to receive the gift of Yahuwah's Spirit. Now, what would be... What are we reminded of as followers of Yahushua on the day of Pentecost? Remember, the purpose of the festivals in the Old Testament, it was to remind the people of Israel concerning some of their duties and responsibilities. And so when we celebrate together Pentecost, what are we being reminded to do? The book of Corinthians 12, 4 to 7, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. And so what must we be reminded to do as we celebrate together the Feast of Weeks? We have to be reminded to fulfill our spiritual gifts. What's the purpose of our spiritual gifts? We're given different uh, abilities to perform service for the good of all, especially the body of Yahushua. And so when we celebrate the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, on March, on May the 15th, we are going to study all about the purpose of Yahuwah's gifting of us by means of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, after the Feast of Weeks comes another uh, festival in autumn or in fall, and this is Sukkot for the Feast of Tabernacles. When do they celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles? Well, let's read Deuteronomy 
16:13, celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and your wine press. And so the Feast of Tabernacles was celebrated actually during the fall. And during the fall, there were other festivals that were, that were instituted. Do you, still remember, do you still remember what they were? What was the first one? Feast of, start with letter T, trumpets, right? After trumpets, it was the day of atonement, right? So 10 days, you get the day of atonement. And then on the 15th, what do you have? The Feast of Tabernacles. So they were all during the seventh month. And so this was during the fall, during September, October area. What was the purpose of the Feast of Tabernacles? Well, there were several, but what was the spirit of this celebration? In the book of Deuteronomy 16, 14 and 15, be joyful at your feast, you, your sons and daughters, your men servants and maid servants, and the Levites, the aliens, the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days, they celebrate the feast to Yahuwah your God at the place Yahuwah will choose. For Yahuwah your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands, and your joy will be complete. And so what was one of the purposes of the Feast of Tabernacles? It was to celebrate and to be joyful because of the blessings of Yahuwah, how he has blessed the harvest, how he has blessed the work of our hands. And so this was a true gathering of thanksgiving, recognizing the blessings that Yahuwah God has bestowed upon us. And so on that day, there must be a spirit of joy. But what also was the purpose of this gathering? Leviticus 23, uh, 33 and 36. Yahuwah said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the 15th day of the seventh month, Yahuwah's Feast of Tabernacles, begins and it lasts for seven days the first day is a sacred assembly do no regular work for seven days present offerings made to yahuwah by fire and on the eighth day hold a sacred assembly and present an offering made to yahuwah by fire it is the closing assembly of do no regular work so the feast of tabernacles lasts for seven days and in those seven days what were they to do 42 to 43, during those seven days, all of you who are native Israelites are to live in these shelters. The purpose of this is to remind the people of Israel, generation after generation, that I rescued you from Egypt and caused you to live in shelters. I am Yahuwah, your God. What was the purpose? What was also one of the purposes of the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles? Uh, to remember the generation after generation, it was Yahuwah God who rescued them from Egypt. And so when they were in shelters, they remembered the wilderness wanderings. When they were in shelters, when they lived in shelters, they would be reminded that that was not their permanent place. Does that remind you of our situation today too? And so when we think about tabernacles, Although we don't have, we're not going to be going in different shelters and meeting in a certain spot. Although that would be nice, right? We would have like our own tents. You know, we can meet, we can meet like a, at a, some uh, camping ground and we can have our own different tents. And 
the tense would remind us of our situation here on earth, which is what? We are but pilgrims, right? We don't really belong to this earth. We belong somewhere else. And so the purpose of shelters was to remind the people of God that they have a special inheritance. We too have a special inheritance. And so when you remember that you have a special inheritance from God, what should be the character of that celebration, even though you live in shelters? In the book of Deuteronomy 16, celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and your winepress. Be joyful at your feast. And so again, the theme of joy runs throughout the seven days of the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. So the purpose of the Feast of Tabernacles is to have a joyful celebration. And it also pointed forward to something that will happen for the people of Israel. What is that? When Yahusha first came to earth, he came for the people of Israel. But the people of Israel rejected him as their Mashiach. They did not believe that he was the fulfillment of the one who is coming as the son of David. And so what did Yahushua say? In Matthew 23, 37 to 39, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is left uh, to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of Yahuwah. And so because Israel rejected Yahusha as their king, instead of Israel enjoying the kingdom that was promised by Abba, they would become desolate instead. But Yahusha did say, that you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of, in the name of Yahuwah. And so Yahusha is telling us there will be a day when all of Israel will go and seek Yahusha and, and call him blessed is he who comes in the name of Yahuwah. And so that is in reference to the millennial kingdom which is the program of Yahuwah God for Israel. Remember, when Israel rejected the king, Mashiach, Yahuwah went to the Gentiles. And after the work of the Gentiles is finished, then Yahuwah is going to bring back his people, Israel, and they will again accept Yahusha, or they will begin to accept Yahusha as their Mashiach, and that would usher in the restoration of Israel throughout the millennial kingdom. This is why when you look at prophecies in Zechariah and other uh, prophecies in the Bible, a lot of it is not yet complete because they're waiting fulfillment during the millennial period. Like the one in Zechariah 14, 16 to 19, in which it references the Feast of Tabernacles. So time will come when the people of the world will go to Jerusalem and they will also partake of the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. So this points to that day when Yahusha will usher in his millennial kingdom. However, 
we who belong to Yahusha, we will have a big part in that. Why? In Matthew 26, 26 to 29, if you still remember, after he established Yahusha's Passover in 29, he said, mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And so Yahusha, after establishing the Passover, during the Passover meal, he said, time will come when we will drink wine again, but this time in my father's kingdom. Again, this was in reference to the millennial kingdom. And why are we going to partake? Why are we going to be a part of this celebration? The Revelation 19.9, and the angel said to me, right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. And so uh, tabernacles, that festive and joyous celebration, actually points to the wedding supper, the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And we will be partakers of that celebration. Why? Because we belong to who? Yahusha HaMashiach. This is why when it comes to the Tabernacles Festival, it is a reminder for all of us to keep in mind that we are not of this earth and that we are to live in joy, in glorious anticipation of the wedding supper when Yahusha will bring his kingdom here on earth. And so those are the three celebrations, the three festivals and their purposes. Now, what do they all have in common? Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17, three times a year, all your men must appear before Yahuwah your God at the place he will choose. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. No man should appear before Yahuwah empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way Yahuwah your God has blessed you. And so what did all the feasts have in common? Well, these were the feasts where they were all required, at least the men were required to go to the place that he will choose during our time. What is that place again? That is the assembly of Yahusha, the body of Yahusha. So we're going to have a gathering. All of us will participate. All of us will be part of this congregational worship service. Not only that, number two, the Bible says that this was a festival that was characterized with joy. And so we must, we must meet together in the spirit of joy. Not only that, the Bible says each man should appear before Yahuwah with a gift in proportion to the way Yahuwah has blessed them. You see, the one thing these three feasts have in common is that in each of these three feasts, they were to, br to bring the first fruits of the different harvests. Remember, the feasts are follow, uh, follow the pattern of the seasonal harvest. In Israel, there were three main harvests, barley, wheat, and olives and grapes. And so the first harvest was for the Passover. Next, Feast of Weeks, and then Feast of Tabernacles. So during the celebration of Passover, the first fruit, meaning when the land begins to produce the harvest of barley, the first uh, fruits belong to Yahuwah. This was given on the festival of first fruits. This is why the festival of first fruits is the first fruit, not only of the barley harvest, but the first of the entire year, because that was the start of the beginning of 
the year. And then you have the Feast of Weeks, the first fruits from the wheat harvest, Feast of Tabernacles, first fruits from the olives and grapes harvest. And so the purpose of the harvests and the purpose of the festivals, it was to remind the people about the thanksgiving to God. So the people offered thanksgiving to Yahuwah God in response to Yahuwah's giving. Because throughout those different festivals, Yahuwah gave something, especially as it pertains to us in the Christian era. What did Yahuwah God give in those different festival celebrations? Passover, what did he give to us? His son, right? That's what we are commemorating, the Passover lamb. Feast of weeks, what did he give to us? His Holy Spirit. In the Feast of Tabernacles, what will he give to us? His Holy he will give us his uh, salvation, okay? So in the Feast of Tabernacles, he will give us his salvation. So Passover, his son, Feast of Weeks, his Holy Spirit, Feast of Tabernacles, his salvation. Not only that, in terms of the son, Passover, Yahuwah gave us his son, his son to die for us. Feast of Weeks, Yahuwah gave his son to live in us by means of the Spirit. And the Feast of Tabernacles, Yahuwah will send his son to be with us in the Millennial Kingdom and also in eternity and so our duty as people of god as we recognize what Yahuwah god has given us passover we are to proclaim yahushua so every time we celebrate passover it reminds us we have to fulfill this duty we are to proclaim yahushua his death his resurrection his life his gospel we are to bring people to him feast of weeks we are to remember to carry out the works of the spirit and the feast of tabernacles we are reminded to live in joy despite what is happening in this life because in this life right now brothers and sisters there's the pandemic people losing their jobs there's lots of natural disasters there are people who are losing their homes and so many calamities taking place all over the world but despite all that we can still live in joy you know why because we're pilgrims here everything here is like shelters it's not permanent and so it points to a day when we shall inherit the promise of everlasting life. This is why the Feast of Tabernacles should remind us as followers of Yahushua that we have something to anticipate, something to look forward to that should bring joy even in the present. And that is the coming of Yahushua when he returns to bring us back to life so that we can be with him forevermore. And so that's the purpose of these festivals, to remind us of our different duties in response to the blessings that Yahuwah has given us through his son, Yahusha HaMashiach. That is our lesson for today. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, thank you so much for all of your blessings. We can indeed rejoice despite what we experience in life because we know you will soon send your son and we shall be with him forevermore. Thank you for including us in your purposes, including us in your plan. We, we promise you now, loving Abba, we will use our life to fulfill the purposes of these festivals according to your beloved son. Yes. So that we can be pleasing to you. Yahushua, our king. Teach yes. us to live each day. Yes. Reminded 
of why you were sent in the first place. Yes. You were sent so that you can be our leader. Yes. And so we will follow you every single day yes. from today up until you come back. Amen. From there, you will continue to lead us in this new kingdom that yes. belongs to the Father. How we await that day yes. where we will celebrate the wedding feast with you and receive the promised everlasting life. Amen. Help us to endure until the end. Yes. Help us to remember your sacrifices. Yes. That we can be inspired to go on no matter what we face. Yes. That we can remain standing when yes. you return. Amen. Loving Father, bless your people throughout the yes. world. We are preparing ourselves to have a special worship service. Yes. To follow the theme of the Feast of Weeks. Yes, Pentecost as recognized by the apostles. Yes, we will meet together for a special worship service. Yes, May you please send the power of your spirit. Yes. We know the purpose of the power of your spirit yes, to empower, to enable us to carry out your will on that day. Allow us to feel your spirit in our hearts yes. that we can be edified and strengthened yes. and be your instruments until the end in proclaiming the death and life and resurrection of your son. Amen. Father, we believe that you have listened to our prayers. Yes. You have blessed your people. For we ask everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.